Uh, welcome into House of L podcast. This is episode 17. And uh, I was not expecting to do another sports pod until Sunday. Because Sunday is when the Bears play, and we've already established that we're going to do Bears post. So Sunday or Mondays, I'm going to do some post game for you on my pod, just some of my thoughts. I mean, I still have the podcast with Alex and the boys over at NBC Sports Chicago, but that's more about me serving it up and letting them do their thing. Uh, This will be more of my thoughts and some issues that I have or me giving out kudos, but that's... Not why I'm joining you today. I am joining you today because the news just came down a little while ago about Michael Kopech, this official from the White Sox. Michael Kopech will likely undergo Tommy John surgery after tests revealed a tear in his UCL. He is expected to be ready for spring training in 2020. He will receive a second opinion in the days coming to confirm today's diagnosis. Ugh. This is what the big fear was. It's funny because I remember Rick Hahn talking about this last year, that last year everything seemed to go right for the White Sox, that they got the trades they wanted, they got the bodies that they wanted back, they got the players that they wanted, but they hadn't been hit by any serious injury bug and that they had been lucky and that the baseball gods had kind of shined on them for last year. And now – Here you go with all that joy that White Sox fans felt when Michael Kopech got called up and you're thinking, okay, this is the beginning and Eloy will be up soon and all this stuff. It it, it all just kind of goes down the drain. So I am, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Let me just give you an idea of, of what my day has been. So as I'm recording this, I'm actually in a holding pattern right now. The Cubs game is probably going to be in delay, which means I'm probably going to get to hit the airwaves on the score. But what usually happens is on a day like this, when it looks like there might be bad weather, Mitch will send out an email and say, hey, just be ready in case you have to go on the air tonight. And what we usually do is the pregame usually goes for an hour in a rain situation. Like those guys will – do 30 minutes, and then I'll jump on because, you know, they're not talk show hosts. I mean, Zach is, but those guys are not paid to be talk show hosts. I'm paid to be a talk show host. So I'm here hanging out at the score studio, so I figured I would I would just record the podcast about Kopech because I don't know if I'm going to be able to talk about it on the air tonight. If I do get on the air, I promise you uh, that, that I am going to talk about it. But for the purposes of the podcast, you don't care about any of this. The only reason I bring it up is that I wanted to talk to you about the process of, of me deciding to do the podcast today. And hearing the news, I, I saw Bruce Levine report it first. Everyone else was on it because, I mean, the White Sox announced it. And so I retweeted it, and it was just like, come on, man. It's like just when things are getting ready to to – Look up for the White Sox. You have this thing happen. So then I start looking at the Metro schedules and I said, okay, how quickly can I get down to the station? Cause I got the rain delay thing and I want to, I didn't want to record 
uh, in-house because I wanted to use some of the audio. So then I'm texting with the White Sox. I'm like, hey, am I allowed to use your audio on my podcast? Because I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure about the legality of it. And uh, a White Sox official was like, yeah, it, it's totally cool. And, and while I was texting back and forth, the, this official said to me, here, I want to go back through it here so I can give you the, the real. So I asked if I could use it, and then they said, feel free, and then just sent sucks. Because <laughs> it does. And it absolutely sucks for the fan base. It's like you're just starting to get that momentum going forward, and then you hear something terrible like this. So I am... I'm just so, like, bummed out about it. And it, it's like the perfect day here in Chicago for it, too. Like, it's kind of a dreary day. It's been raining all day. And then you get this horrible news about Kopech. Since I can use the White Sox audio, and I thank the Chicago White Sox for allowing me to, let's take a listen to Rick Hahn talking about what happened, when they learned, how they learned, and what this means for Michael Kopech's future. It's obviously a, a disappointment, but it's one that we tried to prepare ourselves for along the way. You've heard us speak of repeatedly throughout this process about the importance of depth, the importance of having quality options, and the importance of us never feeling like we had enough. So uh, we do have other quality arms coming up through this system behind Michael that will contribute here in the coming years. Uh, and we also feel that, again, Michael still has a very bright future in a White Sox uniform for a very long time. Unfortunately for all of us, we are just gonna we're gonna have to wait a little bit longer till we start seeing him on a regular basis uh, on that mound. Was there any inklings of this uh, before, as far as him, you know, once in a while saying, you know, kind of? There were no no inklings whatsoever. Yeah, no, not, nothing, uh, nothing that he reported, nothing in the injury reports, nothing with his delivery, nothing with any of the uh, uh, analytics of his mechanics, nothing until yesterday when he rightfully shared with us that you know he just didn't feel quite right getting loose during that start against Detroit and obviously you guys saw the start the velo was a little bit down he was still uh, pretty remarkably perhaps to his credit with a significant tear in his UCL he was still throwing 93 or 94 and up to I believe 96 during that outing uh, but yesterday was the first day that uh, he reported any 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 slight any of the slightest of concern and again he was talking about making his next start and saying he just felt it was something he would pitch through but Again, erring on the side of caution, we wanted to make sure we went through all of these examinations. And, and quite frankly, I think all of us were a little bit shocked when it came back with what the what the studies revealed. You said you just found out today. Was yeah, within the last couple hours. So you've been asked this before uh, in, terms, in regards to injuries to other young players. Mm -hmm. I mean, does this make you kind of think in your head about the long term of this whole team? In, look, again, this is new information. Uh, I don't want to make any bold proclamations one way or another right now. We're still digesting all of this. Uh, I do know that throughout this process, we were making this about more than just one guy. Uh, we knew that there were going to be setbacks, whether it was due to injury or underperformance, and that we were going to have to be prepared and have enough depth and insulate ourselves enough, either internally or via trade and free agency, to be able to withstand some of this stuff. Uh, yes, this, this is going to be a challenge, but you know, in the coming weeks and months, we will we will respond to it and put ourselves in the best position for the long term. Again, you know, this is by no means the last we've seen of Michael Kopech. It's the last we've seen him for 18 and very likely for 19. But he's still going to play a, a significant role on what we project to be some very, very good White Sox teams in the future. When you when you started this 
almost two years ago right now, a little, little longer than that. You said we're going to need shorter. to we're going to need to have <laughs> an awful lot of players because the truth is that they don't all pan out. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we all hope Michael does, but um, does this you know continue this thought process that uh, we have to continue to, to add and. You know, if it's another year, it's another year. And no, the, it very much reinforces that concept. Like, and as you said, was part of this entire program from the start is making sure we had enough depth to withstand the inevitable setbacks that occur as part of any major league season over the course of any major league season. Uh, you know, it's it's disappointing because of the momentum he had built and and uh, the excitement he had created about the immediate future, but. Again, he's still going to be very much a part of our long-term future, and we're still very much excited about that. Okay. That's a portion of Rick Hahn talking about the Kopech injury, courtesy of the White Sox. Thanks to them for allowing me to air that. It, it's, it's a weird thing because in your head, you know that everything that he said makes sense. And... It's a setback. It's not something that they were hoping for, obviously, but it's something that they have talked about, that all of these things are, for all of them to end up great is unlikely. I always talk about the luck of the Cubs, and I don't mean the Cubs are, they're lucky. The luck of them having all their prospects come up and hit, like, just about everybody that they brought up did their job. And then even with the significant injuries, like Kyle Schwarber gets hurt, he's gone for a season, comes back in the World Series, and does great things. For the most part, they haven't been these, you know, extinct-level event-type injuries. And I know that it feels that way right now. If you're a White Sox fan, you're like, man, this is some <laughs> This is some bullshit right now. Like, I know that that's how you feel. I truly do. But I do think that you have to keep in mind that this was never going to be perfect. The scary part is how many of the White Sox prospects have gotten injured and had season-ending injuries. Scott Greger put this up on his Twitter account. He's a great follow if you're a White Sox fan. At Scott Greger, 1T and Scott Kopech, Berger, Hansen, Adolfo, Dunning, Robert, all having major injuries this season. Most of them season-ending injuries. It's just a, a disappointment. It, there's, there's no other way to say it. Here's what it's like. It's like, well, I guess I'm getting ready to say it another way. It's like you get this cool thing for Christmas. You're like, yes, I'm, yes, yes. Your birthday, whatever. You're like, this is what I wanted. It's going to be awesome. And then you drop it down the stairs and it breaks. Or you step on it. Or dad steps on it. And no, no one's at fault. No one's at fault for it being broken. And now you have to just figure out what to do next. And the White Sox have been playing better, too. Like, overall, they have become a much more watchable product than what we had seen from them. So it's incredibly disappointing. I'm right there with – I'm I'm emoting today. 
and I hope that you're enjoying the fact that I'm emoting on the pod. Like there are times when I can be the the rational sports guy that looks at things and says, well, you know, and I'm trying really hard to do that. I'm trying Ringo to be the shepherd. I'm trying to do all of that stuff, but it's just difficult because there was a certain amount of pain that White Sox fans had signed on for in a rebuild that you're saying, yeah, I know my team's going to be crap for a couple of years. I, I get that. I understand that it's going to be bad. And the embrace of that has been encouraging. People to the highest levels of the White Sox have been encouraged by the fact that you are okay with them making the decision with the rebuild. And that took a lot of took a lot of balls for them as an organization to go with that as the way that they were going to approach the future. So they they decide, "Hey, we're going to we're just going to we're going to do what we should have done before. We're going to try to build this thing from the bottom up." And they were rewarded by a fan base that for the Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Most part came out in the same numbers. You know, I talked with Rick about this last year, where if you look at the attendance from 2016 and then look at it in 2017, there isn't that much of a drop-off, and it stayed fairly consistent this year too. And I think that as the season was going on and you see, oh, well, Kopech's ready, he's coming up, hopefully Eloy, but then they said no, they shut the door on that. You're going, okay, like all of this stuff is starting to – look like it's moving in the right direction. And then you get gut punched. And that's what this is. It's an absolute gut punch with Michael Kopech getting injured. Speaking of Kopech, again, courtesy of the White Sox, this is Kopech talking about the diagnosis, what happens next, and how he rehabs from it. So this is what he had to say at the ballpark earlier today. It's been a whirlwind of emotions for me in the past couple weeks, obviously. I went from just about my absolute peak to the absolute rock bottom for me. Uh, I think to say it was unexpected would be an understatement. Um, It sucks. That's it. It sucks. You um, you try to give us a timeline of when you started... uh feeling uh, this key works through it? I mean, if you're looking for a specific pitch or date, I couldn't tell you. It's been gradual. I just thought it was a little bit of discomfort. I thought it was something I could throw through. Um, Obviously, my last couple starts, my velocity's been a little bit down. Uh, Didn't think much of it. Just, you know, thought it wasn't there right now. but I did think it'd be better to get it checked out after, you know, start from a couple days ago just to see if there's something I could fix. This isn't the answer I expected, 
Um, but, you know, move on from it now. I mean, Rick kind of mentioned, uh, get a second opinion. What's the plan? Is that early next week? You do that? Uh, I don't have a date for it yet. Uh, I am going to get a second opinion, even though they seem pretty uh, certain about what it was. Um, I'm assuming it'll be, you know, next week at some point. But again, I don't, I don't have a date yet. I'm just gonna, you know, wait and see what I can figure out. You've had such a great season overall, both at Charlotte and then your company. I mean, you see, I mean, you pretty much said it in socks. What else goes through your mind after what you've accomplished this year to kind of finish like this? Um, you know, after after a rough beginning of the season for me, uh, turning it around was really big. It was exciting for me. I accomplished everything I wanted to accomplish, you know. I cut down my walks, I went deeper in games, I pitched more efficiently, I got myself to the big leagues, and then this. So, I mean, it, it's unfortunate and it sucks, but, you know, I, I, I don't think my work ethic's ever been a question, and if it has, then I'm here to prove that it shouldn't be. Uh, and I'll come back stronger than before. Lucas has gone through this. Lucas Giovanni, are you going to talk to him and ask him what it was like? I was just talking to him a little bit about it. Uh, you know, unfortunately, at this day and age, it's a regular part of the game with pitchers. Um, personally, I never thought it would be something I'd be going through. Um, but it's part of it. And, you know, unfortunately for them, but fortunately for me, there's a lot of guys in this clubhouse that have gone through it, and so there's a lot of people I can talk to about it, uh, and I will, you know, because right now is an emotional point for me, but, you know, seeing that there's other guys that have gone through it, it's going to be helpful. The good thing, I guess, is uh, you have youth and technology on your side here. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, we're at the peak of our technology or, you know, advancements or whatever you want to call it. So uh, I'm at a good point. Uh, there's, you know, good doctors out there, including doctors on our staff, and I'm sure that, you know, I'll get it taken care of the way it needs to be taken care of. When did you first feel something in the soreness? You know, I, I, I don't think I could tell you. Uh, I just kind of assumed that after every start it was soreness, and then, some starts I thought it may be a little more sore than others. I just didn't I, I didn't ever put it in the category of pain. I just put it in the category of soreness. So I I wouldn't be able to pinpoint a time. So it could have been even a couple of weeks ago, you think? Or? It may have been. Uh, it may have just happened the other night. Uh, you know, it's just been a little bit of discomfort that I've been throwing through. Uh, but it, I never thought it was this serious. That was Michael Kopech talking about it. He's right that this is something that has become routine in baseball. There are some places where high school kids are getting this done proactively, which is really terrifying. But yeah, it, it is something that we're seeing more and more that the pitchers are having it and they're going on to have fine careers after it. And I, I know that like with my head, like I know that that is an absolute part of this, that he'll probably be fine. He'll probably be the same flamethrowing dude that we saw come up here and make a, a few starts. But the emotional toll that it takes on a White Sox fan is really, really difficult. It's not more difficult than it is on him. I mean, this is this is rough. This is a guy that works out hard, that 
tried desperately to prove to the White Sox that he was ready to come to the major leagues, and now he's got to start the process all over again. All over again, where you know you're you're gonna have the surgery after they have. I suspect the, the, they'll have the surgery after getting a second opinion on it, and then you have to start the process all over again. When the news broke, I threw it out on Twitter at Lawrence W Holmes is where you can find me on Twitter, and I just want to share some of your reaction because I feel like that's pretty much what we're doing. Like we're hanging out with each other. I'll tell I'll tell you this. So. I get off the train. I walk up the stairs. I see Chris Tannehill. So I'm going up an elevator. He's coming downstairs. And he's got his White Sox cap on. We both have headphones on. I was listening to the new Eminem album, by the way. It's incredible. Um, And we just looked at each other and shrugged and just shook our heads. And, and he, then he was like fist bump as I'm going up the elevator. And that's it. I don't even know if anything needs to be said. If you're a White Sox fan at this point, like, there's nothing I can say. Someone's like, talk us off the ledge. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm trying to, but I'll just say that it's it's not a death sentence anymore if you have to have Tommy John surgery. When I was growing up, if you had, if it had a guy that was getting TJ surgery, that was probably the end for them. But technology has come a really long way, and guys usually make it all the way back. This from Keel, who uh, hit me up on Twitter and says, it seems like guys are doing this very early in their careers. Do you think this will help him in the long run? It's not ideal, but it's better now than in four years. I don't know I don't know how I feel about it. it's better now than in four years, but at least we know that it's something that he can come back from. This from, uh, let's see if I can get the name right, Dwelta, who says this is just devastating. This from Mike, not the end of the world, but misses all next year. I'm a Cubs fan, by the way. Sox still need a year or two, though. Of course. It's 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 bad. It's, it's just bad because you feel like you were hoping that the White Sox would be trending upward at the end of next season. Kind of like this season, where things were starting to get a little bit better. They were playing a little bit better. And you were hoping to see that trend. It was looking like the rotation is coming together. There's a risk in growing pitching. I think that there are some teams who don't believe in it. I know the Cubs are more about buying it. And there's a risk there, too. I mean, look what happened this year with Tyler Chatwood and and you, Darvish. But there's a risk in growing pitching. It's hard to grow a staff and keep everyone healthy throughout that process. But at least knowing that the rest of the team around Kopech, like Eloy will be here next year. I have full confidence. He is, he has got nothing left to accomplish down in the minors, but, but he'll be here at some point next year. And hopefully things continue to improve. It just, it, I can't tell you more than it just stinks. It just absolutely stinks. This from Bob who says the human arm isn't meant to throw hundred miles per hour without having Tommy John. Dylan Cease has had his already. Yeah, you got guys that have gone through it before inside that clubhouse like he was talking about, and now they can discuss how he'll find his way back to to the mound for the White Sox. So be in your feelings, White Sox fans. Be in them. It's fine. I'm in mine for a little bit longer. It's totally okay. 
Ugh. <laughs> Man, I was sitting here. I got tickets. <laughs> oh, just like, ah, oh, we're back to here again. We're back to square. It's not square one. It just feels like square one. So that's that's where I'll leave things. I know that right now it feels like the White Sox as an organization are back to square one, that you had this treat and now the treat has been taken away from you. The good thing is that it's not taken away from you forever. It'll it'll be back. Kopech will be back and we can get the Cope shirts again and wear those. But... Just this year. This year, last year, everything went right. This year, almost everything has gone wrong. Hopefully, we won't. they can put, like, Dylan Cease and Eloy Jimenez and bubble wrap. You can't do I mean, you want to. You want to put them in bubble wrap, but you can't. <sighs> so that's that. I'm sorry. I hope you got something out of it. You at least heard from Han and Kopech, and thanks to the White Sox for the use of the sound. I wish I could tell you that things were going to be all right, and I I do think that. I think that we all should take a deep breath and over the weekend be in our feelings and then let some of it go. But I wanted to be honest with you and how I'm feeling about this, and hopefully I have accomplished that. Promo time for me. There will be a Bears podcast. We're going to do that, and it looks like it's going to be sponsored. I'll have more on that later on, but either Sunday night after I get home or Monday morning, I will post about the Bears-Packers game, and hopefully you will be around for that. Also, next week's guest on House of L. I'm really excited for you to hear the podcast. Michael Kim is my guest, uh, my old partner from 120 Sports. He's back in Chicago, and uh, we had – a really incredible conversation. And he has been instrumental in me seeing the term diversity is more than black and white. And we're going to talk about that. So I really think that you'll dig it. Thanks for listening. I'm sorry that I had to come on with the bad news, but I appreciate your support and that you care about my opinion on such things. Take a deep breath, emote a little bit about it. We still hear y'all. Hashtag we still here. Peace.